Welcome to the Shiro Cafe, where you'll find heaping helpings of delicious wisdom that heals the soul with Deborah Edwards and Debbie Pearson. Yay, 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 you're here. Welcome to our premiere episode of the Shiro Cafe. Debbie and I, or Deborah and I, are really excited to share lots of lots of really great tips to enhance your life, your self-care, your self-love. And we both believe that these all go together. Why a self-love guru, you know, why a self-care guru and a self-love expert? Because we want to bring to light that, that critical combination that will come together to have you living your best life. I love how that just flows out of you. (laughs) I'm like, don't I need to write it all down? But it's like, that is awesome. And it's true. That's what we're here to do is just to help people um, learn how to love themselves more, uh, care for themselves more and um, live a better life. We live in such a stressful time with so much division in the world. And it's like, how, how do we be in a way that's different than what we've been taught? How how do we know how to shift our thoughts, our patterns, our behaviors? How do we know how to do that, Deborah? Right. And, and how do we provide the space for that? Right. Right. So, I mean, the, the thing is that, you know, there has to be that awareness and all of that. And so what we're coming together with is just giving us the information that we need to provide that for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, so many aspects of our lives that are with Google and chat GPT. And it's just like right there at the tips of our fingers. But I remember going to somewhere, it might've been YouTube or something. And I was like, okay, I'm sick of listening to the murder mystery and the news and the whatever. Um, I listened to psychic kids, believe it or not. I was like, I am just so intrigued with this. And I was just listening and I'm like, okay, <laughs> enough psychic kids. Like, so what do I want to listen to? And I like just paused and I was like, what do I want to know? What do I want to listen to? And I couldn't think of anything that it was like, things just didn't come to mind. And yet when something comes up, especially an emotionally charged situation, it's like, why don't we know more about that? Not that we yeah. got to find it and look it up on YouTube or ChatGPT or whatever, which is awesome. I'm so happy that they're there. But why? I, I want to say, why are we not taught that in school? And I know that the Internet's so young. And if you think about it, it's only been since like, two, we'll just say 2000. I think it was 1998, 99 area. Mm-hmm. 2000, it's only 23 years old, only 23 years old. Think of a 23 year old and you're like, oh my God, where we've come in those 23 years is so huge. But schools don't change. Mm-hmm. Schools, I don't know if you saw this. Um, I guess it was like a meme, a commercial, whatever. And it was... Taking a look a hundred years ago at a car, you know, the T Model T Ford or whatever it was called, and the murp, murp, you know, kind of driving it like I think somebody got a ticket because they were like flying through town at eight miles an hour. <laughs> so, and so, you know, what cars look like now, a hundred years later. And then there was a picture of a telephone 
which which was this big honking thing that they put in their ear or in their, you know, it was just this giant crank it up kind of, you know, and now, you know, in the palm of our hands, we've got this yeah. amazing, amazing supercomputer. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, and that's the thing, you know, like, um, in fact, it's so funny because Patrick and I were talking about that this morning about how the, um, our systems are set up so that we, the more work you do, the more you, you get, the more successful you are that, you know, you got to keep working hard, keep your eye on the prize and all of this. But in that same thing, we're getting less fulfillment and less feeling less connection. And so now, and I don't know if it's because of COVID, but now people are aware, right? We always talk about how awareness is key. People are becoming more and more aware of how important that connection is. Totally. And so there, there's a, a more of a focus now on the quality of life and well-being. But just like you said, why wasn't that taught in school? We we can't go back and you know and change history or anything like that. That's what we're here to do is to have that awareness to teach those things, to share those things now, because yeah. today is the, uh, one of my, one of my mentors, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of people know that the present moment is the very best opportunity that you have to change your future, to change the next moment. And so every bit of information that, that, that you have to support that is going to allow you to move forward in a, in a different way that's going to more support your self-love and self-care. You said something just now that is like, I think it's the pinnacle, at, at the tipping point, the whatever the, 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 the actual um, phrase is, the present moment. And we forget, I mean, because it's like the present moment is it, it's always constant, but so much so that we have a tendency to look of what already happened and what could happen in the future. But really and truly, the changes can only be made when we're paying attention, being aware, consciously aware of of this present moment so that we can actually create that conscious thought of <clears throat> Do I want to repeat a behavior or do I want to shift a behavior? Right. And it only happen in the moment. I mean, we can look like, oh, that thing happened in the past and I did or didn't like it. Right. So we can like mm -hmm. identify those feelings. But it's like we take that like, OK, but what do I want to do about it? I know that mm -hmm. when I have a strong emotional reaction to something, I can go, oh, uh, yeah, I don't want to do that again. Like I didn't like it. Right. So what can I do and I'm I'm kind of asking you that question, Deborah. Like, you know, I do the self-love, you do the self-care, but it's like if I'm having this strong emotional reaction and and I'm it happens say at work or on the way home or, or or even when I walk in the home and somebody upsets me or whatever, what in like self-care can I do to say, uh, I didn't like that. How am I gonna shift it or change it in my life? Well, one of the things that, um, well, first of all, um, you know, on a broad level, the, you know, the broad level, you create your existence, your life. So it leaves space for that, for, for you to recapitulate, because if you're going like this, 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 
There's never any space for you to stop. But in the moment, there's just one quick tactic that I learned from Deepak Chopra, and it's the STOP method, right? So it's an acronym, STOP. So uh-huh. S is STOP. So you're like, you feel in your body when you're getting stimulated, right? Sure. So S is STOP. And then O or T is take a breath. Very easy mindfulness practice. You know, just taking, you know, you've heard that count to 10, take Mm -hmm. a breath. And that allows for some of that stimulation in your body to be released. And then you observe what happened. What am I thinking? What's what, why am I getting all upset about this? And then you decide as it, as you're observing who you want to be in this situation. Do you want to respond with love or do you want to beat them down? Well, let's respond with love. <laughs> I want right? to beat them down though. Like that, I can tell you that if I'm having that moment, love is not at the top of my mind in the moment. I might think about it later and just wish I would have been loving, but I want to beat the crap out of them in that moment. Right. But see, be honest. taking that breath, taking that time, putting that space between beat the crap out of, out of them and really deciding how you're going to proceed. See, that be, that's a practice. That's something you have to practice. I will tell you that personally, this has been amazing to me because okay. when I react, it's not pretty. <laughs> and creating some space between the thing that stimulated me and, and how I'm going to proceed it's been very key in me maintaining connection in those uncomfortable moments. I saw you do this. Like did you, you really? and I, I did. You and I, maybe we'll just share a little bit with the audience, like how we met. And then one day you came to my house. Okay. And uh, Deborah and I met at a live event doesn't matter the name of it, but we met at a live event and it was just really wonderful, heartwarming, very like uh, emotionally, like um, intimate, if you will. And I remember, I didn't know you at all, but I was standing next to you at a table. We had just finished watching a whole bunch of people on on the stage. And you said something like, I want to be on that stage. And I remember just being right next to you. And I went, and I want to be right up there next to you because, you know, I need a buddy. And so it was like, <laughs> I was like, if she's going to go up, I'm going to go up too. But we didn't know each other. I don't really remember your response. I remember you smiled, but I don't really remember anything that happened after that. Well, it seems like I'm not sure exactly how, but we stayed in touch. I do remember there was a year where almost like every single Monday we got on a Zoom call together. You live in the east side of the country. I live in the south. And but somehow we just kept making it happen like every week for like a year. And sometime during that year, and at that point, we had known each other only two years, maybe. Yeah, I think so. 2018 and 2019, because it was right before COVID happened, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, you came to my house. We went. uh, So we spent some of the holidays together and we went shopping in New Orleans on Magazine Street. And do you remember that situation? Do you remember that mm-hmm. happened? No. So we're walking along, we go into a couple of different shops and we end up in this one shop and there is a woman that I guess had an energy of entitlement. She it was just like this is either this is my space, this is my city, I don't know what her deal was. 
but she kind of like either got in front of you or there was just something. And you said, excuse me, or something like that. And she took an attitude and I'm not really sure exactly what you said or did, but you, I watched you pause after that little altercation. I watched you pause and I, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, wow, that is amazing that you can do that. Cause I can tell you, I would have been pulling my earrings out of my ears because that's (laughs) step you take when, when you're going to get into it. And I, 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 I'm watching you do this. And I just remember it being impactful to me. And I remember the, these words that you were saying to yourself rolled out of your mouth and you said, I don't want to be that way. I want to be different. I think that was, or I want to be more love or I don't remember exactly. And then you went over and you grabbed her and hugged her and you said, I'm sorry, or I didn't mean anything, or you just, you just, she's flipping out because you're hugging her or a stranger's hugging her or she don't know whatever. And she's like frozen almost. She's like, okay, okay. And she's like jumping back. What all of what happened after that's really irrelevant. What I'm, the point of this is, I watched you go through this, I want to call it something, the stop process, Mm -hmm. actually put it into practice and your whole energy changed. I'm not somebody that reads auras or seeks colors or anything like that, but I notice body bodies, right? Body language. And I saw it shift from a very tense, mm, challenging position to a more uh, gentle, kind position. And do you remember this situation? I do. And I I even remember the store. (laughs) You do. Something from that store. (laughs) (laughs) But it was truly amazing um, watching it happen. And um, yeah, I'm still not there yet. But I know, but that's a thing, you know, that's the, you know, that is the thing that, that is so exciting to me. It's like, it's not a, you flip a switch and it happens, you know, it's, it's a process. It's a journey. And the more little things like that, that we have, the more are we kind of, you know, reassign some of the things in our brain that allow us to be different. And that's the rub. More things have to happen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> the but, front- yeah, I mean, but you know, the thing is, more things are going to happen. True. If you're breathing, if you're walking <laughs> above ground, things are going to happen. Very and, true. And you know, and the thing about it is that you get to choose how you interact with that thing that's going to happen. You know, and um, so yeah, I, that's what I love. I I will say. That what I have noticed in my shift is I may still get into it in the moment. I don't mean physically fighting, but, you know, having a tense moment with somebody, I'll find myself just maybe angrily tensing up or shutting down. So I'm not, so I don't, I'm not engaging with them anymore where before it would have gone fisticuffs. I mean, like the come to Jesus moment, like literally I'm pulling my earrings out because we're (laughs) going to go to it. Now the earrings stay in because I don't think anybody's going to rip it out. And and now I will have that moment. It usually still happens after I've had the unpleasant emotional thing. 
but I can look at it. I do something a little bit different where uh, my different acronym is stop, drop, and roll. It's irrelevant. We'll do that another time. But it's like I stop, I drop back. I think about it pretty similar to the the stop method. Mm -hmm. I have to roll into something else, a new thought, new action, new story, new something. And I say, what is that taking me closer to where I would rather be or further away? Mm. And I do it at that point, but it has, for me, it happens like the next day, sometimes the next week. Um, But it used to be not at all. (laughs) So exactly. I've come along with And that's the point. I mean, you know, that's let's let's be gentle with ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I noticed is that, like you said, it used to be not at all. And then as I continued, it may be a week later that I come to that awareness. And then it may be three days and it's not the same time every time. But then with each practice, just like practicing the piano, practicing a song with each practice, it gets closer, closer to the immediate thing where maybe you don't have to even react that way anymore, or you catch the reaction in the moment and you can change it in that very moment, the the action that you're going to take. I like that you use the piano song reference, because especially for someone who's dabbled only barely in it, what I know is I can't just practice it six times like a song like and, and know how to play it. Like, that's not enough. It's like, I spoke with someone yesterday, believe it or not, who was telling me she was for her first real uh, stage performance singer. Um, She's dabbled for like 40 years, maybe sung one song, but this was like an entire hour. So she had an all that. She said, I practice and practice and practice ad nauseum. She goes, but it was worth it because you can't anticipate what's going to happen. And she talked about all these different things with lights in her eyes and the audience and noises and all these things. But she said, the the bottom line was, I'm just going to say, Debbie, you can't practice enough. You can't, like, there's just not enough. And so you saying the song and the, and the piano makes me go, you know, I have tried and failed, but I'm still loving myself and being patient with myself and knowing it's going to take time to keep being committed to getting closer and closer and closer to that moment. And that's like practicing more and more and more and getting better and better and better at something. And um, it's that just makes a really big difference knowing that just because I did it like six or 15 or 38 times, it still needs to happen more and more, but that's okay. Right. I'm still headed in the right direction. And to not be hard on myself, because there's never been anyone harder on myself than me. I can tell you that. So I totally get that. And so that's what we're here for, right? Yeah. It's to bring that awareness and 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 have you come closer to loving yourself, having, you know, everybody to come closer to loving themselves and just having an awareness of what works to care for themselves individually. Because mm-hmm. I can do what you do for self-care and it's, it's going to make me nervous. So having, again, that awareness is going to lead us to a better sense of our overall well-being. Can can you uh, expand on, you could do what I do for self-care and that would make you nervous. 
what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> what so that mean? I have, I mean, there's self, self-care practices that different people do. And I will just use meditation, for example. Okay. okay. There are some people that having a completely quiet meditation and just stillness drives them crazy. It is not, it does not make them feel relaxed. It doesn't serve them. And so they feel better with a, um, with a guided meditation that serves them to get present and to, to quiet down. And for me, I like them. There's some days that the quiet one works for me. Some days when the guided one works for me, having that awareness, that's saying, I'm sitting in this meditation. I'm going, you know, this isn't working for me. Maybe I'll switch to this. Or, you know what? I really don't like those silent meditations. The ones that I like are the ones that have music and the ocean, or maybe I like the ones that, so just being aware that you are your own unique individual. I see. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. are loving the individual within yourself when you are caring for that uniqueness that's you. That's awesome. Because the whole time you were talking about the meditation, I, I'm thinking uh, personally, um, the one that works best for me is a moving meditation. So I like going for a walk in nature. Like that's the mm-hmm. best for me. But it also is so important to not beat ourselves up because we chose silent meditation and that's not working, that doesn't make us a failure. So that's fabulous to like, just to pay attention that, you know, maybe there's so much going on, my mind isn't able to on its own quiet down and that guided meditation or that nature sound or going outside or what something different would work better. And then it does. And then- that's like the best. Yeah. So that's uh, caring for and loving yourself at the same time. Um, it just doesn't get better than that, knowing that you can just do it differently and that it's okay because it's just okay. Like, and let it be okay. And there you go. That is the Shiro Cafe episode for today. And it's a perfect ending because that's it, isn't it? That's it. Yep. So um, I just want to say, take time to love and care for the Shiro and you, and we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all.